Welcome to Radio B&R, a podcast production of the Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Radio B&R, keeping Tennessee Baptists informed about the issues impacting their lives and churches. Hello and welcome into Radio BNR, the official news podcast of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. I'm Chris Turner, your host, and today I'm talking with Joe Sora, one of our state missionaries that works with Compassion Ministry and former pastor uh, for a number of years in East Tennessee. Joe, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Chris. It's, uh, it's an honor to be a part of this broadcast. Well, Joe, one of the things we want to talk about, obviously, is compassion ministry, and it's something that's been very close to your heart, even as you were a pastor and uh, looked across your community. And we're going to talk a little bit about the needs that are here in the state of Tennessee, and I'll let you get to that in just a moment. But really where I want to start with is when you say compassion ministry, a lot of things come to, to people's mind. How would you define compassion ministry? You know, Chris, I have individuals that will call me and ask me that kind of a question. And for me, it starts with the two words, compassion, what, uh, caring about people, having pity for people, caring enough to act, and then ministry. It's not just caring about people. All kind of secular organizations care about people, but ministry. Ministry means that I want to introduce them to Jesus Christ. I'm going to help grow them in their faith, helping them to come to the place where they can introduce others to Jesus Christ. And so it's a combination of caring about people, caring about people that are hurting and suffering, leading them to a faith relationship with Christ and discipling them in that process. You have a quote that you, you like to quote that sums up uh, a compassion ministry. What, what's that quote that you use? Well, Charles Roselle, who is sort of the guru of compassion ministry, stated that the church administers to hurting people will never lack for an audience. Yeah, and when you think about just uh, what Tennessee looks like, what what's give us a picture because I think a lot of people when they think about Tennessee, they might have a lot of different. Uh, they might be from an urban center like the Nashville or the Memphis or Chattanooga, Knoxville area, but really that those are not necessarily a representation of what we are as a state. Give us an idea of what Tennessee looks like really from a human needs perspective. Well, Tennessee has a population of over six million people. Uh, we have a pop, we have uh, those the number of those that are in poverty exceed a million. Realistically, one out of every six people that you meet in Tennessee live in poverty. Eighteen percent had incomes below the pov- poverty line. Tennessee ranks 45th in overall poverty rates. Twenty-six percent of our children grow up in families with poverty. So uh, it is widespread. Uh, the needs are all across Tennessee. As you look at Compassion Ministry, you see Compassion Ministry as reaching beyond just poverty into some other areas. And what are some of those other areas that that you feel like is an opportunity for the church to engage? I personally feel like our model for Compassion Ministry is found in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, where Jesus actually quotes from the book of Isaiah. He states, the spirit, of, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. 
when you hear what Jesus is saying there about the kind of ministry that he's called to, and if we're followers of Jesus, then we would, we would also do the kind of ministry that Jesus did. It does start with those in poverty. Can't escape that. Uh, there's different ways of doing that. Obviously, we want to care for people when, uh, when emergency and disaster strikes, kind of things that's happened even recently in Gatlinburg and things like that. But it's also more than that. We want to help people in development with job skills, literacy, GED, things like that, ESL, uh, Christian Women's Job Corps, Christian Men's Job Corps, excellent ministries that we in our churches need to be doing to help the poor. We have the brokenhearted, Jesus talked about, and we think about, well, what breaks hearts? Well, things like death, divorce, abuse. Uh, we have ministries and churches in Tennessee that are seeking to minister to people in these kind of situations. Grace Baptist Church in Elizabethan, Tennessee, where Travis Tyler is the pastor. They're ministering to people uh, every week that are going through grief, uh, having a, a grief support group, meeting at the local hospital, and they're reaching lost people through that. And of course, uh, divorce and do divorce recovery. A lot of our churches are doing those kind of things. That's compassion ministry. That's caring about people whose hearts are breaking. And then Jesus talked about the captive. And we think about what holds people captive. Well, obviously, addictions. Addictions are uh, are powerful uh, things that are holding people uh, captive. Uh, addictions such as alcohol and drugs and pornography. But in Tennessee, one of our greatest needs is to help people with, with prescription drug abuse. And so as churches minister to families, uh, not only the victims, but also the, the family members that are, ha that are going through these kind of uh, addictions, um, they're doing compassion ministry. What holds people captive? And then uh, Jesus talked about ministering to the blind. And I think about the sick, the disease, ministry to the sick. And a lot of our churches do a good job with hospital ministry, but it's more than just hospital. It's also hospice ministry. How many of our church members, and I mean people in our community, are, are under hospice care and nobody ever visits them? Uh, and uh, we have many, many that will be receptive to the gospel, maybe unlike any other time, than when they or a family member are in the midst of hospice. And so what a great opportunity to go minister to them, nursing home ministry, homebound ministry, those things like that. And then Jesus said that he came to, to reach the oppressed, to set the prisoners free. And we think about the prisoners, we think about those with uh, uh, in restorative justice, for instance, jail and prison ministry. At any time in Tennessee, we have over 125,000 people that are part of the judicial system. Human trafficking, setting people free. We have a huge problem in Tennessee with human trafficking. So there's a lot of, lot of different ways that we can take compassion ministry, more so than just, uh, just poverty. And certainly poverty is part of it. But there's a lot of different ways to, to meet the needs of hurting, suffering people. Yeah, and you just, I mean, you just went through a whole list of ways that when we think about compassion ministry, I think we do think a lot about those that are less advantaged than, than a lot of people. But really, it's looking out across people and, and recognizing and, and seeing people who are hurting in some way. How does a compassion ministry impact a local church? Well, I think it's like uh, what Charles Roselle said, the church that ministers to hurting people will never lack for an audience. When I think about that, I think about all the different churches that when it comes time we fill out the ACP and we finally realize we've not reached anybody with the gospel in the past year. Why is that? And it could be because 
we're only caring for ourselves and only caring about those under our roof. And if we open our eyes to see hurting people and we start administering those hurting people, then opportunities will automatically, automatically open up for the opportunity to share the gospel. So obviously, I think it would impact evangelism in a local church. I think it impacts church revitalization. We are focused, which is often inward focused, and we're always thinking about just ourselves. But when we start ministering to hurting people, and we start getting outside the walls of our church and seeing people in need, our focus changes. And that will change our very churches. It, it will change the way we look at things. It'll change the way the church thinks. And so it impacts church revitalization. And then I also think about the younger generation. The younger generation wants to be involved in social ministry. And if we fail to involve them in our churches, they'll go find other avenues. They'll serve through uh, local agencies or something like that. But uh, why would we want to let our younger folks go do that when we need them in our churches? In addition to that, it's a great discipling mechanism for them where they learn to reach out to people in need and share the gospel. So uh, I think it can impact a, a local church in many, many ways. So... A church hears this, a pastor hears it, you know, it's not necessarily always the pastor in the local church who is the champion for compassion ministry. There may be someone within the church who has a burden for a particular aspect. Where does, where does a church begin or somebody who might be listening to this, where would they begin to start to engage their church and their community in a compassion ministry? That's a great, a great question, Chris. Uh, the first thing I would say is we start with prayer. We really do start to ask God, God, what is it you want us to do? Now we look around and we see what everybody else is doing and the tendency and the temptation would be, uh, well, let's just automatically do what others are doing. But it could be that we're not supposed to do what they're doing. We need to say, God, what, what would you have us to do? Also think about your passion. And it doesn't have to be your passion. It could be that, uh, like Henry Blackaby talks about, pay attention to those who God sends to your church. And it could be that God sent somebody to your church that really has a passion for human trafficking or God sent somebody that has a real passion for, uh, for divorce care or something like that. So uh, your passion or somebody in your church, what's their passion? Be very sensitive to that. I also want to think about, I think about uh, where do you start? You start by preparing yourself. Find out who else is doing the kind of ministry that you feel like God's called you to and and learn from them. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, so learn from them. Also with that, I think about that uh, what Paul wrote in, first, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, that we're to comfort others with the comfort from which we've been comforted. In other words, what have we experienced? And what are the folks in our church, what have they experienced? And then those are the best equipped than to minister to people going through like things. And so what's God prepared us to do? And then I think about the fourth uh, issue that you think about is persistence. What continue, continues to come to your mind? What continues to haunt you? What keeps you up at night? What do you think about? And what, what ministry you're in? What kind of suffering do you see continually that you feel like we've got to do something? We've got to meet this need. There's many, many, many needs. And, uh, and so what the church would do, to me, you start... You start one at a time, and that's what Charles Roselle, when I asked Charles, I said, Charles, what would you do? And he said, I would prayerfully start one ministry at a time. And I said, well, Charles, what would you start? 
And Charles actually said, I wouldn't start with like a clothes closet or a food, a food pantry. I would start with Celebrate Recovery because the time we spend with people, it's that time. The more time we spend with them, the more evangelistically effective it is. And it makes sense. And so uh, I would prayerfully consider, okay, God, what would you have us to do? And how can we invest ourselves in people's lives? And how can we minister to them in, in, with your love and share the gospel through it? Don't just, don't just care for people, but share the gospel through it. Yeah, you know, you, you hit on a lot of things there that are very practical ways to, to get started. Uh, obviously, you know, you're not just kicking a church out the door and say, here, go do it. I mean, you're here as a resource, as a missionary of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board to help Tennessee Baptists in this area. What, what are some things that the uh, TBMB can help them with? Absolutely. We're here to assist you. That's why we're here. That's, uh, it's our joy and privilege. You can contact me at jsora, J-S-O-R-A-H, uh, at tnbaptist.org. And uh, you can contact me that way by, by email, or you can give me a call at 423-895-1481. And it would be my honor and joy to come and just sit and talk to you. And let's, let's prayerfully consider what God would have you to do. We can also come and help you to network with other churches. We can help, help you discover other churches that are doing the kind of ministries that you feel led to do. Uh, and we can learn from each other. We can come and help give direction like that. It would be our joy and privilege to come alongside you and, and help you in any way we can. And you know, another way that people can get in touch with us is if they go to our, what is actually a new website, the same web address at tnbaptist.org and scroll about halfway down that page, there is a place there that says Need Ministry Support how can we help? If you click on that button, there, it takes you out to a form and you'll see there that you can check the compassion ministry section. And that actually kicks directly to Joe so that he would be able to contact you in a very short period of time and get out and do that. Thanks for taking a little time just to explain what the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board is doing as far as compassion ministry. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to Radio BNR a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.